provide security. If there's anybody out there, anybody, please, you are not alone. Hey, GGFC, if you couldn't tell, that was a clip from I Am Legend, one of my favorite Will Smith movies. And I thought it was appropriate. I couldn't help but think of that scene with everything that we're going through. And so I hope that's a little comic relief as we are currently going on day 12 of social distancing. And I'm sending out my own broadcast. And obviously this whole thing hasn't been as terrifying as having the world being overtaken by zombies like the movie but uh, nonetheless here we are and it does suck and it's hard um, and I miss seeing your guys's faces I miss connect groups I miss Sunday morning worship and Sunday morning donuts and I know a lot of us are probably going crazy at this point and looking for things to do uh, me and a couple friends back home, we're doing what's called the COVID-19 challenge. And so we took pictures of ourselves at the beginning and we're not shaving and we're not cutting our hair. Uh, and then we're going to take pictures at the end and see what we look like. And so my goal is to come out of this with a beard like Scott Hatch. And I know that's shooting for the stars um, but Scott, you are my inspiration during this time, and I thought about asking Ryan to participate, but this whole thing could go on three years, and I think his facial hair would still be at the same point. Um, and so I know that it's been hard. I know that for many of you guys, it's affected you in different and sometimes severe ways, and just know that uh, we're here for you as a staff, that we're praying for you. Hannah and I have been praying for you, and uh, we're here if you guys need anything, even if it's just to talk because you're feeling extra isolated. We want to be here for you. And I am excited, though, to get into the Word with you. Um, obviously, I, I wish we could all be together, but this is the next best thing. And so I hope that however your family is handling this crazy situation, that this time in God's word would be refreshing for you, that we can take some time and get away from all of the craziness and just focus in and be refreshed by God's word. And so let me pray for us and then we'll jump into it. Lord, I thank you that your presence is available to us, God. Wherever we're at right now, whether it's the kitchen or the living room or our bedrooms, God, I thank you that your presence is available to us. And we, we want and we long to be together. We would like to be gathered as your people, God, and surrounded by your congregation. And But that's just not possible right now, God. And so I pray that you would be with us during this time. God, I pray that you would bless our congregation during these coming weeks and during this weird season. God, I pray that you would 
bless us, that you would give us your favor, that you would provide for our families during this time, Lord. And I pray that as we dive into your scripture, God, that you would reveal your word to us, that you would teach us something, and that you would help us to take something away from it, God. I thank you for everything that you are continuing to do during this time, God, and that you are a strength and that you are going to provide. And thank you for your presence, even right now, God, in your name. Amen. So the passage that we'll be looking at today is in Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to start off in verse 4 as you guys get there in your Bibles. Um, And as you're doing that, I wanted to share something that I've been reminded of the last couple weeks, and it was something that one of my teachers at the leadership college I went to in North Dakota said, and he was teaching a lesson, and I always remember this quote. He said, a change in place plus a change in pace equals a change in perspective. And so being in a different place than we're used to, or maybe right now it's being in a place for an extended period of time that we're not used to, and operating at a different pace of life than we're used to, equals a change in perspective. And I've been reminded of that quote as our church and really the whole world is going through a change in pace and a change in place right now. And so my challenge during this time is that you and I, as God's people, that we wouldn't be adding to the negativity and the discouragement that you see that's so prevalent right now in the media and if you watch the news, that we wouldn't be adding to that negativity, but that we would be searching for and taking advantage of the change in perspective that God is wanting to show us during this time. That even though your life is slowing down, it it doesn't mean what God wants to do in your life is put on hold. Just because we're quarantined from people doesn't mean that we're separated from God's presence. And that's why I love how our text starts out. Paul is writing to the church in Philippi and he starts in verse 4. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. And then I love how verse 5 ends. It says, The Lord is near. And I found that so comforting. And maybe somebody that that's all you need from this message is just to be reminded of that truth, that God is near, that he is close to you. His word says that God is close to those who call on his name. And from talking with people in our congregation, with all this social distancing going on, I know that people are feeling isolated and people are feeling alone. And if that's you, let that be an encouragement that God is not distant during this time, that his presence is available to you whenever and wherever you call on his name. And I would encourage you to to seek that presence out During this season, because in a time like this where there seems to be so much 
that's uncertain. And maybe we're wondering, like, God, what, what are you doing right now? What are you trying to accomplish in my life? What is, what is your plan here? I just want to encourage you that during this time, knowing God's plan isn't going to be nearly as important as knowing God's presence. That knowing his plan won't be near as powerful and near as moving in your life as getting into his presence and spending time in the spirit of God. Because there in his presence, there is peace, there is joy, there is strength to get through this season to get through whatever you're walking through in life right now. And sometimes we spend so much of our energy trying to answer these questions and trying to figure out, God, what is your plan? What is the next step for me? What is, What are you trying to teach me during this time? And sometimes God doesn't give us those answers. But what is always available to us is God's presence. And spending time in his word and spending time in prayer and spending time in worship where we can just take in the presence of God and we can feel his peace and feel his love and his grace. Oftentimes that presence is so much more powerful than just being able to know what God is doing. And that's what the next few verses talk about is we continue in verse 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so Paul is telling the church in Philippi about this this peace of God that is available to all of us. And it's still available to you and to I, just like it was available back then. But I love how he starts by telling us how to get that peace. And he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And what does it mean to not be anxious about anything in, in every situation. Another translation I found says it like this. It says, don't worry about anything. And it says, no matter what happens, tell God about it. Ask him about it. Pray about it. Be thankful. So I don't think Paul is telling us that we need to just dismiss the things in our life that are causing us pain, that are causing us to fear, that are causing us to struggle, I think he's urging us not to worry about them. Because what worry does is it takes the place of faith. If you think about it, what is worry? Worrying is thinking negatively and believing negative about the things that we cannot control. While faith is the opposite. Faith is believing for the positive in things that we cannot control. And I was trying to think of a story in my life where I've 
dealt with this worry versus faith. And I know I have to be careful about the stories I choose because after my last message in the story, now I'm known as this the pastor from prison. And so I I had to pick a, a good story. And this one is is a little bit more serious. And a lot of you guys know that my mom has always struggled with this heart condition. Um, and I'm not a doctor, so I'll try to describe it in, in layman's terms. Uh, but basically, her blood vessels are smaller than normal. And so her heart has trouble getting the blood that it needs. And so she, she's always struggled with these heart attacks. And then she also has these basically mini heart attacks. And when it first started, her first major heart attack... Um, she had to be taken to Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, which is about six hours from where we were in Bismarck. And um, she ended up having to be put on life support for about three days. And they had to do this crazy surgery that they had never done before. Um, and it ended up working. And my mom was able to survive and still today she struggles with heart issues but not not near as bad as before because of this crazy surgery that took place and during that time my mom was in Mayo clinic for about uh about a month if I remember right and I was still in college and so I would have to go to go to school during the week and then on the weekends I would drive up to see my mom and to check on how she was doing and it was about a six hour drive and so I remember those drives at, at first just being filled with worry and being filled with anxiety and I was scared and I was worried about my mom and I was wondering what was going to happen to our family and if she was going to survive and what it all meant and I just remember those car rides, those first few trips I took, they were terrible because worry was just overtaking my mind. And I had to make a change to those drives. And what I did was I started to put on worship music and I started to invite God into those drives. And so I would just pray. And it wasn't that I wasn't worried. It was just that I was telling God about my worries. I was praying and I was saying, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why my mom has to go through this. But God, I trust that you can heal her. I trust in your plan. I trust that you're going to take care of us during this time. And I put my faith and I put my trust in you. And eventually those drives back and forth to Mayo Clinic and back to school, those drives started to become motivation for me. And they started to become refreshing times where my worry was replaced by faith. And I know that many of you guys have had moments like that because we all have moments where we're tempted to give in and to freak out and to worry. And especially with what our world is going through right now, there's so much panic and there's so much paranoia and there's so much fear during this time. And what the text is saying 
isn't to deny those feelings necessarily, but it's to invite God into those moments, to talk to him about it, to ask him about it. And it's then that you find the peace that Paul is talking about in verse 7, seven the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it says. The peace that will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so when we invite God's presence into the moments when we're scared, frustrated, tired, hurting, it's in those moments that God wants to take that worry and exchange it for peace. He wants to take your fears and exchange it for faith. He wants to take your anxiety during this time and give you a breath of his peace. He wants to exchange your struggle and he wants to give you his strength during this time. And the amazing thing about the Spirit of God is that we have access to it wherever we are. And if there's one positive thing about this whole coronavirus, could it be that maybe it's opening our eyes to this idea that God's presence is available and it's not just found on a Sunday morning in a building that we call a church. When I taught our membership class, one of the things that we go through is that we usually don't call the building that we gather in the church because that's not what the church is. The church is people of God gathering together to lift up and to worship God's name. So we don't refer to a building as a church, but many of us, we rely on Sundays and we rely on this building to give us a spiritual fix. And then we just try and survive until we can get to next Sunday. Or maybe it's that we rely on other people or spiritual leaders to build our faith or to tell us what our purpose is or to tell us what the purpose of our season is. Maybe we rely on the pastor's message or the podcast that we're listening to or the sermon that we found or someone else's devotional life to try and feed us spiritually. But maybe the part of the perspective change that God is trying to give us during this crazy season is that it's time for you and I to take more responsibility of our own faith. That all of those other things are not bad, but they're meant to be a supplement to our own walk with Jesus. And maybe it's time for us to put on some worship to go put on the Spotify playlist that Jared and our worship team has put together for you and to get in to some worship and to get into the presence of God on your own time and to search through his word. What I love about the Bible is that God says that it is a living and breathing and active, meaning that you and I could read the same few verses And God could speak something entirely different to my heart than he speaks to your heart. And there's so many verses, there's so many stories that when you're reading, you can go through and you 
all of a sudden read a verse that speaks directly to your situation or a story that relates directly to the struggle that you're walking through. And there's no other pastor, there's no other message that can supplement you spending time and you hearing the, the words of God spoken directly to your soul and to your situation. That is such a powerful time and maybe this is meant to be a, a reboot of sorts where you get into God's presence on your own and you begin to, to look through the word of God and to find verses that apply to you, that speak to you. And so I want to end with a promise that I've been declaring over my life and that I've been declaring over our church this week as I've prayed through it. It's in Psalms 46 and it speaks on the power of God. And so I just want to read it to you guys and Maybe this is a verse that you need to declare over your own life during this season. Let me read it for you. It's in Psalms 46, and I'm going to read the whole chapter. It says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the hearts of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Although nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall, he lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he can bring upon the earth. He makes wars cease and the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And if you listen to verse 10, I'll read it one more time. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all of the earth. And if you remember Ryan's sermon from last week about Jesus calming the storm, right? The disciples and Jesus were in the boat and there's this huge storm going on around them. And Jesus was just sleeping at the bottom of the boat. And so his disciples, they're full of fear. They're full of panic. They're, they're freaking out and they come and they say, Jesus, there's this storm going on. Aren't you going to do anything? And Jesus gets up and he goes to the front of the boat and what, what does he say? In Mark's, Mark 4, it says, So Jesus got up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And the wind dies down and it was completely calm. And 
And so I want you to notice that in one instance, there's Jesus and he's telling the waves to be still. He's calming the storm. And in another moment through scripture, God tells us to be still. In this Psalms, it says, despite everything going on, though the mountains fall and the waters roar, though the nations are in uproar and kingdoms are falling, he says, be still and know that I am God. And so we can have faith, church, that sometimes God will calm the storm. But sometimes God will calm your soul so that even if he doesn't take away your pain, even if he doesn't heal you, even if he doesn't calm your storm, he doesn't get you out of the struggle necessarily, he doesn't take away the financial burdens that you're going through, he doesn't take away the sickness or the illness that some of your family is going through. He might not take away that storm in your life. But he will give you a sense of peace so that your soul can be calm. So that we can still be still and know that he's going to give our soul exactly what it needs to get through the situation that we're walking through. Sometimes he will calm your storm, but sometimes he will calm you in the middle of your storm. And so that, that's my prayer as we close is that, yes, we, we pray that God would calm our storm. And I know that he is capable of doing it and we need to be praying for our nation right now. And lifting up our leaders and lifting up our city and lifting up our world that God would, would calm the storm, that he would heal the sickness, that he would give wisdom to our leaders, that he would get us out of this crazy situation that we're in. And maybe this whole isolation thing, that is your main worry right now. Maybe that is your main struggle but maybe you're walking through something else entirely. And maybe this isolation has just compounded what you're already going through before. Maybe you are already feeling lonely. Maybe you are already feeling isolated. And all this social distancing has done is make that worse. Or maybe it's something else entirely that you're walking through that you're still struggling with that addiction. You're still struggling with that depression. You're still struggling with those fears and those anxieties. We pray in faith that God would take those things away from us. But more than anything, I'm praying that God would calm our souls that we would use all of this extra downtime to seek his presence and to find his peace. That with all the time that we now have on our hands, that we would spend that time well, that we would be good stewards of the time that God has given us. 
I thought it was good in our connect groups. Uh, one of our, our friends, Sophie, shared what she had heard that even though this is a surprise to so many of us, that our nation was unprepared for this, God was not taken by surprise. God knew that this was coming. And God has a specific purpose for you during this time. And I know that so many of us are struggling with what is our purpose if we can't work? What is our purpose if we can't be with our community right now? Where do I find my purpose? And can I just encourage you that God knew this moment in your life was coming. And he wants to speak into your season. He wants to teach you things. He wants to break chains of addiction in your life during this time that maybe wouldn't have come if you didn't have all of this extra downtime to spend in the presence of God. To seeking his presence and finding the peace that it talks about, the peace that goes beyond all understanding. That even though there's no reason for me to feel peace right now, because I have the Spirit of God living inside of me, I'm still able to feel peace. I'm still able to have my soul anchored in my faith. And I pray that this would be a time where we rally together as a church, where maybe we can't meet on Sunday mornings for a while. But we can still grow during this time and we can still take care of each other during this time and we can still declare that he is our refuge, that he is our strength, and that we would be a people that in the midst of all this chaos are able to say, I will be still and I will trust that he is my God. So let me pray for us as I end. God, I, th I thank you that you are the God of peace that you are the God of purpose, that you are the God of grace and joy and love, and that when we feel like we have none of those things, that you are still able to give us what we're missing because of our relationship with you. And I pray that during this time that we would just be motivated to spend time searching for your purpose and searching for your peace, that we wouldn't try and get it on our own, that we wouldn't try and do it on our own and get through our struggles on our own, but that we would simply rely on you, that we would be still and trust that you are fighting for us, God. I pray for all of the families that are listening that are going through financial struggles right now that are maybe sick of being cooped up at home and all of the kids and the stress is adding up and we feel like we can't escape because we're literally stuck. God, I pray that you bring a sense of peace into every household. I pray that your presence would be alive in the lives of our congregation. 
that, Lord, you would rise up and you would speak to us during this moment and that when we take a step towards you, God, that you would come running, that you would meet us in that moment, wherever it is, God. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your spirit. And I thank you that we can still thrive during this time, that our faith does not have to take a step back, but that we can come out of this quarantine better than before. God, I just pray against coming out of this quarantine and this break. I pray against us coming out worse off than when we went in. God, and I pray in faith that we would come out better than before. Lord, that you would do things in our life during this season that would be powerful and impactful, that we would always remember. In Jesus' name. Amen.